welcome back to another ghastly episode of the Bernie Eden Podcast. I'm Mel, your favorite big titty heathen. And I'm Bev, your suave, smooth, spicy Satanist. Guess what, Bev? I finally got my first Twitch payout. Uh, I, I will never understand why people watch other people play video games. I just don't, don't get it. It's not your place to judge, okay? Yet here I am doing the Lord's work. Listen, listen. Just say you suck at playing games. Just, just say, admit it. Admit I know it. something you can suck. What was that? Oh, nothing. Uh, on today's episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with the executive director of Recovering from Religion. Welcome, Gail Jordan. Welcome. Hey, hey. hey. it's great to What's be here. Up? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thank you for being here. Welcome to our shit sure. show. Yeah. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> We usually have the guests regret being on the on the show in the first five minutes. So yeah, let's no. see how we're, we're we do. We're trying to break our own record, you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but yes, thank you for being here. Yeah. We appreciate sure. your time. We had the me. we had the pleasure of meeting you in person mm, at yes. the Atlanta Atheist American Atheist Convention. Uh, you were you guys had a booth and talking to people. It's great. That's right. I got to give her a hug, Mel. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> and you all were the coolest kids in the whole place. You know, we you know. TikTokers, yes. you <laughs> youngsters, you we're, even the- <laughs> we're never going to be invited back. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they already banned us. Well, one well, and done. We've been one and done. out of better conferences than this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but yeah, you, you guys do amazing work, and we'll definitely yeah. chat about it in a minute. But before we move on. Do you know what time it is, Mel? What time is it? It's time for the Bible verse of the day. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, per tradition, we would love the guests to read the Bible verse of the day. So what do you have for us, Miss Gail? I'm happy to share this, this sweet Bible verse with you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read from the King James Version. Ooh. This is from 1 Samuel 619. Okay. And he smote the men of Beth Shemesh because they had looked into the ark of the Lord. Mm. Even he smote of the people 50,000 and threescore and 10 men. And the people lamented because the Lord had smitten many of the people with a great slaughter. Isn't that precious? That's that's beautiful. Amen. Amen. And just in case you don't know what a score is or how much math that is, that's 50,070 men because uh-huh. they looked at the wrong thing. Oh. So yeah. did you learn a lesson? Did you have yeah. a takeaway from that Bible? Don't verse? go outside. Just don't Ever. go outside. <laughs> don't look at anything. Don't look Gouge at anything. your eyeballs out. <laughs> right. <laughs> So this is the the Ark of the Covenant, right? That they're right. referring to, right? And then what the fu- what it. the fuck's inside? I I watch Indiana Jones. In Indiana it's like Jones. Pandora's box. Like I know, right? It's a big secret. <laughs> it's like Pandora's box, right? <laughs> Whatever it is, don't look at it. Don't look, or at your it. face will melt. Remember, it's God's Indiana testicles. It's, God. <laughs> it's all the foreskins he's collected. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was Yes, it's a box <laughs> like, full of foreskins. <laughs> well, you know, there were 50,000 Philistines, right? Was it 50,000? Right, right. The foreskins, yeah. maybe that is what's there, and that would cause me to gouge my eyes. Out. I, I mean, he's doing me a favor, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like dried out, like onion rings, you know, we're like oh. beef jerky, like just yeah. <laughs> Shake them around in the box. (laughs) There's so many like cooking with foreskins. Like uh, I, sorry, my mind has just what the fucking I don't know a collection. Like rounded up foreskin, use it as like a pepper shaker. (laughs) I I don't know. Anyway, anyway, and that was the my mind. I'm so disturbed. Like. Terrible. It's like a pizza topping. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a... <laughs> like calamari. Calamari. <laughs> calamari. Oh. Oh my I will god. Never order that again. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined it. 
forever. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is amazing. Oh. <laughs> so, um, for those who don't know you, uh, Gail, um, would you mind telling us your religious background and how you got to where you are today as far as your atheism goes? Dirty heathen. <laughs> dirty, dirty sure, heathen. Sure. <laughs> um, let's see. My personal flavor, my background was Southern Baptist. It's a mm. evangelical, and I mm. consider that I was part of the conservative part of the movement, not necessarily oh, the fundamentalist. Yeah, okay. we didn't have the long hair and the denim skirts, but we had a lot of the other stuff. Mm. My parents were religious. My, their parents were religious. So it's a long pedigree. But uh, and I married a religious man, and we had our four little tiny religious children in church every time oh. the doors were open. And so I'll try to make it. I'll, I really will try to make it brief, but. So I had four children really quick. I mm. don't recommend that, but I had four yeah. kids in three years because I threw doubles the last time. And so they were all sort of the same age as we were growing up, as they were growing up. Wow. And we were that family. We were at church every time the mm. doors were open. And when they became teenagers, I was prepared for them to have their teenager questions. They were involved mm. in ch the church choir and Bible drill and youth group and all the things. And I was so ready when they came to me as young teenagers and they were like, mom, the, the boat and the animals and 6,000 years and yeah. the bashing the infants heads on the rocks and the anti-science and a whole bunch of stuff. And I was just, I said, you children are right. You're right. Let's do this. Let's mm -hmm. see if we can't get some answers. We'll ask our pastor and ask our youth minister and we'll come back together and discuss it. And we did exactly that. And the kids were diligent about that. They'd mm. been in Sunday school every Sunday of their lives. And religion has an answer to those questions. It's a terribly unsatisfying answer. Uh. But there's a that, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways. You just got to have faith. You got to have faith. All of it, all of it. Mm. Yeah. And these were children. I had taught them to be re relentless in their pursuit of knowledge. And this was unacceptable. And, you know, they kind of, they pushed me back and I, and I said, okay, well, let's, let's keep looking. And um, about that time they were starting high school, they were being exposed to people who believe differently than them. They were kind of getting out of their small little rural community. Um, and we started reading about anthropology and history and mm. studying other religions and slowly mm -hmm. Each kid, according to kind of according to their birth order and their personality, they were they were not buying it. They were not buying it. Each one for their own reason was beginning wow. to step away. And so I was the tail in Charlie. I was hanging on for dear life. I was they were they were not as vested as I was in it. I had I mean, this was everything to me. I was a middle aged adult. But the time I got serious about their questions, well, they had an easier time walking away. Um, I, I was, I was, uh, I was in a hot mess. I was, I was committed. And yet at the same time, I was experiencing the same lack of confidence that they were. So mm -hmm. about, and, and this is over the course of several years, it took us a long time to work through it. And then about that time, you know, about that time they were starting to leave me and grow up and go away to college. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know any other I didn't know any non-believers except for that my children were becoming non-believers. My my uh, marriage was in a was in a hot spot. I knew my marriage was at risk. My then husband was not happy about me indulging the children's questions. In fact, he said, "You know, you are playing with fire. You don't Ooh. let the kids ask." Oh, it was terrible. So oh. I so as the kids left and they launched and they go off and do their free thinking lives and whatever, and I was stuck. I was teaching Sunday school. I was, that was my, it was a bad year for me. I stayed mm. and faked it and tried to make it happen uh, for about a year too long. I was drinking a lot. I made a couple of mm. really bad decisions about, you know, I was just so stuck. I didn't know a way out. My, right. I, I was, I was not out. I hadn't even admitted it to myself. And I finally reached the point where I couldn't do that anymore. I came out. I was right about my marriage being at risk. My marriage didn't survive. Sad. Mm. I told my family, I got ostracized by my family, my siblings and my parents. And oh, ostracized. Mm. Well, wow. ostracized. Ostracized. You know, oh, yeah. it, um, they, we, are, we are reconciled now, but it was mm. a lot of pain, a lot of struggle, a lot of fracture. That's rough. Mm. 
So my, my marriage dissolved. I had to do the usual 40-year-old lady thing. I had to start over. And so I chose to start over by returning. I went to law school. It was a dream that I had for a long, long time. And I went to law school. And now, 10, 15, I guess about 15 years later, it's awesome. But, I, but that experience is indelible to me. I, mm-hmm. I still can put myself in that place again and know the... When people leave religion... There is a there is a grieving process as well as a freedom. Yes. And we have to recognize that. And sometimes, you know, the grieving is first. You don't have the joy and the liberation and the freedom until later. Right. And so that uh, that experience has led me into the work that I do at Recovering from Religion, because I know that so personally. I know that feeling. And I and I think sometimes those of us who are free thinkers we are so ready to say how much better it is on this side. And you hear me now. It is so much better on this side. There is so much more light and air and space on this side. We know that. And yet when you're going through it, you don't get a taste of that light and air and freedom for a little bit of time. You lose, you lose an an eternal parent that you think loves you more than that would die for you. Right. You lose, you lose a plan for your life. You know, you're now you get to choose, which is awesome. But at the time you feel adrift, a completely unmoored. Right. Because you, because you it's have terrifying. this anchor to, yes, it's terrifying. Right. You lose an entire community. And those of us who, whose entire community was built around church, that's a massive loss. Yes. So, so I think we have to be careful when we have our questioners come in, which is what we do at Recovering from Religion, to be sensitive to the fact we have to, we don't want to be cavalier about what we want them to ditch it. It's so right. fucking stupid. And you heard that <laughs> right. Bible verse and it's all right. dumb, but, but we have to be careful about that because they're not in a place where they can hear that. They're not receptive to that. So those of us that are recovering from religion and most of us have come from a religious background, mm-hmm. work very hard at retaining our sensitivity to what that's like when you're on the inside of it, even even those who are desperate to break free from it experience a loss. And so anyway, I think the original question was my story. So I think no, I you're good. I love it. <laughs> Very <laughs> insightful. No, for sure. And yeah, we, we, we do tend to forget that. I believe um, as people who, yeah, maybe if you haven't had a religious background, you know, you don't really fully understand the depth of this right how deep into the wow. indoctrination you are and it's the indoctrination it's like, and the judgment of your own self and right. sometimes there are folks who are desperate to believe because they don't want to they don't want to not believe they yeah. just right they just can't they lose confidence in the beliefs the evidence is not there it's right. contradictory to science all of those things that cause us to go yeah it's all bullshit right that's <laughs> but, a big example in the process Right. And that's a good example that we don't choose our beliefs. You know, once you have, you're not convinced, you don't believe. That's it. It yep. really is yeah. as simple as that. Some Sometimes when people say, well, why don't you just choose to be a progressive Christian? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, sure. Oh. Sure. <laughs> sure, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for all the poor Karens of the world, it's time. For right, I know. <laughs> we Shout out to Karen, to our friend say, Karen. That's right, that's right. We cool love Karen, you, Karen. So. We love you, Karen. <laughs> unless you're, unless you're a Karen, then yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but it's actual Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what was the hardest part for you? leaving the faith and just like leaving it all what like was there anything that was big for you to work through yeah the the fracture with my family was pretty painful the fracture in my marriage was horrendous because to this day i still care deeply for my ex-husband love him very much and i i loved being his partner i loved caring for him Uh, it's a loss he's he uh we are we are at peace. He's married to a lovely religious lady and he's okay. doing his life and I'm doing my life and it's all good. But that was, you know, I, I it was, it was, it was really hard for him too. But, hmm. but you know, that passage, right. you can't be unequally yoked. He was in a mess. He, it was just, it was, that was pretty painful. Losing my, losing my church community at the time mm. felt pretty huge. 
looking right. back on it, I see that it was, um, if it's, if it's so conditional that it's based on what you believe, that's, those friendships were not as solid as, as I thought right. they were. They mm -hmm. felt like they were at the right. time. You know, these were women I would go to women's retreat with and you felt like you were close and you had bared, shared secrets and you mm. cared for one another. And yet when I left, it was like a, it was a hose being turned off. It was over. I, this, I haven't seen some of them, you know, ever again. I never saw some of them again. And these were women that I would have said were my best friends. So they didn't right. know how to manage me either. I mean, I was, right. I was, uh, I was experiencing my new freedom. I was uh, opening up with my sexuality. I was, I was happy to be out of the religion. So it, I was, if, from their perspective, it was pretty offensive. Where, right. what I was going through. And now I'm happy and thriving and joyful and I'm living my best life. And so, awesome. it's, so, so I still haven't, I still haven't um, mended those relationships. I still am not friends with anybody anymore from church. Wow. Say it's unconditional love with conditions. With condition. conditions. <laughs> with like, kingdom, which is like, number one. This is why I tell Christians when they're, they're like, oh, we love you. I'm like, no, you don't. Christian love, what I've seen is the fakest love. And, and you don't realize that when you're in it. You, right. Look, it takes getting out of it and looking back. In my, in my experience, yeah, yeah. You, right. you think when you're in it, it feels like love. It right. feels like your version of love when you're in it. And then when you're out of it and you begin to build new relationships based on reality and genuine more genuine i don't know it's it then when you look back on those it's like oh my god yeah those were completely conditional right. and completely fake <laughs> and you were you were you you felt like you loved each other because you were all rowing the ship in the same direction so this shared burden kind of brought you together but to know uh, each other's hopes and dreams and fears and there was only so much you could share because you can't share that you're having doubts. You can't, right. you know, it was, it's a very narrow path to be. And because of that, you're not revealing your true self. So when you, when you build a friendship, it's not intimate. It feels intimate and it's your version of intimate at the time. But until you're on the other side and you know what genuine intimacy is, whenever you, yep. you do expose yourself for mm -hmm. your imperfections to your friends and you share your secret fears and and all the pieces that you're willing to share when you don't have to be a, a christian anymore anyway right. i'm kind of rambling about that. no you're no, not yeah i appreciate what you said yeah it's 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 about the experience that we're, we're very curious on because obviously each person is different as far as their experience so it's it's it's, it's interesting to to hear um but yeah well. so when it comes to people who uh who are deconstructing and that they go to recovering for, from religion what would you say is a common theme amongst uh, those, you know, folks who are deconstructed in terms of the hardest thing to deconstruct? Like, what are some of the hardest things that you see people having issues with? Is it the mm -hmm. fear of hell? Mm -hmm. Is it mm -hmm. is that the big one? When I talk about when I share about recovering from religion, and I'll do that anytime, anywhere, any place, just in case. In if this falls on the ears of anyone, I'm always happy to talk about recovering from religion and the volunteers and the work that that we do there. I sometimes I sometimes ask my audience, "What do you think is the main reason that people reach out to us at recovering from religion?" And sometimes, show of hands, uh, people think that it's a lingering fear of hell. And that's a really, really good guess. It's mm. And that's high up there. That's about the number two reason. Even okay. rational people who are years out from deconversion will have a bad nightmare about it or something mm. will be triggering about, what if that were true? You know, what if, what if I've made an error or they'll wake up in a, in a cold sweat thinking, I'm, I'm, what if I go to hell? What, you know, because mm. it's such a horror play such a horrific description right but but fear of hell is not the top one that the number one reason that people reach out to recovering from religion and this is this is an informal uh subjective opinion on my part from having watched hundreds yeah. and hundreds right. of chats that have come totally. in over the years is the fractured relationships mm. because that um even more, you have to do a lot of emotional heavy lifting when you discard religion. You all know this. You've talked to enough Christians to know that. You have to, all the things we've already identified, you know, you have this loving parent. Nope, nope, not that. You have a plan for your life. Nope, you got to lose that. That's a lot of personal work. Right. But the reason that people are lost and are need help and support 
most of the time is fractured relationships. It can be family members, it can be friends, it can be community, it can be uh, church friends, extended family. When religion arms itself against people leaving by putting its adherence in a position to reject people when they don't believe any longer. Mm. You know, we it, religion doesn't say it does that. It acts like it's all loving and wonderful, but boy, mm. once you step across the line and you say, I don't believe this anymore. Yeah. Not very pretty. So right. people, people reach out. I'll tell you at the, at, we have a 24 hour internet chat and a 24 hour telephone hotline mm -hmm. and people from every religion all across the world, from every time zone, you know, we are international, every time zone, reach out to us for different reasons. But overall, the fact that we are such a social animal, and that is, and that network gets oftentimes destroyed when you walk away from religion is more than most people can manage on their own. And they need a little bit of help and support. Wow. And I know you guys have a hotline, right? Also. We do. We do. It's eight four. I doubt it is our telephone number. <laughs> and we, Look at oh, you. there it is. There it is. <laughs> we have trained agents that are standing by 24 seven. And we've got, not only do we have clients all around the world, but we have agents all around the world. We have trained oh, wow. agents that Amazing. are standing by. Now let me be crystal clear. This is peer support. Yeah. So um, when I, when I do talk about the helpline and what we do, I like to say what we don't do first. We are not a deconversion line, even though on a personal level, some of us want to go, you're almost there. <laughs> right, come, on, right. come on, take another step. We don't okay, do anything like that. Okay, that's good to that. know. That's definitely. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. We, don't, we, we don't deconvert people for several reasons. We don't try to deconvert people. A, that's what yeah. religion does, and we don't do that. Right. B, we market ourselves to the religious community. We want to be the, the premier resource, the go-to for providing hope, healing, and support. And if our reputation is, they're just going to talk you out of your faith. Don't call them. Don't chat with them. They'll try to, we are hurting ourselves if we do that. So we don't, mm -hmm. we just simply don't do that. We also don't believe in that. We are trying to empower folks to draw upon and develop and refine their own critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. We want to support that. We provide right. websites and books and podcasts and hey. resources for them to get, you know, we also ask reflective questions. Well, what do you think your options are? And mm. what do you think might happen if you tell your mother about this? And mm. what I think I heard you say, you know, all of the, all of those kinds of things. And mm -hmm. so um, it's our, uh, our agents are so well-trained. I get to sit back and watch them work and they are just this, the level of sensitivity mm. and the creativity and the empathy and compassion that they bring to this volunteer position. It just blows me away. I think Daryl may have talked about that a little bit when he was on the podcast. Mm. It's just, I'm just stunned by it. It takes my breath away when I watch these, these peers talk to people who are coming in just, fractured just mm -hmm. they don't know where to go they don't know what to do i'm in a mess i you know i i can't come out but i can't keep believing i'm having to attend church and the kindness that our agents treat these clients with just astounds me that's amazing yeah that's wonderful yeah it's 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 very gratifying work and i'm sure it's it's it can be rough and tough for them as well you know, yes, and, listening and to fact, all these people, you know, we have uh, uh, we recognize that and we have mm -hmm. programs in place to support the supporters. Oh, and okay. so we right. have the ability, you know, we check in with our with our agents and we have them attend continuing education. And we always have access for them to have some support themselves, because, okay. as I said, most of us come from the religious world. And so. Even yeah. after all of the training and all of the work that they have done to get in the position there can be a triggering event. Mm -hmm. right. You know, you can be right. in the middle of a, a of a conversation with a client and everything's rocking along and they'll share some story about what's happened to them at church or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you are having a moment. And so we have the ability to hand off a call or a chat right. if we need to within mm -hmm. internally within recovering from religion. And we have resources to help an agent if they need some support following a chat or a phone call. They are, I often say our donors and our volunteers are as close to the sacred as we get. You know, we don't mm -hmm. use that word. <laughs> Things are not holy or sacred or right. office, but, but our volunteers and our donors come pretty close. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you, how many chapters do you guys have in the U.S.? So we have um, chapters is not the word that we use. We have oh. local support groups. And so local, there's okay. more than 60 okay. all over. And these oh, wow. are genuine, true support groups. They're okay. not, they, they can be social and, and, they, and people enjoy each other and they make friends. But mm -hmm. they are, the format is it's very much a support group. People okay. have the opportunity to tell their story and to get feedback and to, you know, to do that kind of thing. So we have about 60 support groups. In, when we started Recovering from Religion in 2009, you know, we have grown organically over the years. And when we started our support groups, we did that geographically. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. Wherever it is, if you're in Podunk, Nebraska, <laughs> and right, there's, a person, right. there's a dedicated person who's willing to lead the support group, you meet together at the public library and mm -hmm. you share and it's awesome and it's wonderful. And then 2020 came along oh. and COVID hit and everybody got shut down. And so we transitioned, we quickly transitioned online and that went well. In fact, it went so well. Yes, our groups are still geographic based, but we rather than say, OK, well, you have to go to the Peoria support group. You can go to anyone that met, match your schedule. Maybe that's daytime. Maybe it's weeknights. Maybe it's weekends. Maybe it's that's maybe awesome. it's all the way across the universe. It's the Australia group. But that's right. the time if you work swing shift, that's the one that you go to. So it's actually opened us up a little bit more not to be limited by those geog geographical mm -hmm. barriers. Some of our groups have come back to meeting in place. Mm, and okay. and there's, you know, it's preference because, right. you know, everybody is Zoom and we are right. all recognize that, you know, it's the, it's the way we live now. And yet right. some <laughs> folks like that and some folks want to meet in person. So right, we're right. trying to accommodate all of that. So at our website, recoveringfromreligion.org, uh, you can click on the... <laughs> Locate, sorry about the dogs, guys. Oh, you're fine. You can click on the uh, locate a support group and find one either that works for your geographical location or that works with your schedule and you can do it virtually. That's freaking I awesome. Love options. Yay! <laughs> yes. Um, how do I phrase this? Like, since you, you said you're, you're international, like Australia and all that, uh -huh. what, where has been the most. Uh, call-ins like where where is it the u.s mostly sure have been sure clearly we are based out of the u.s and most right, of our right. calls and chats originate in the u.s we have a massive australian development going on right now in okay. fact daryl and i are traveling down under in february they're oh making gosh. a big trip out there yeah Ooh, can we so come we're, <laughs> absolutely. No, no, absolutely no absolutely everything in australia wants to kill you i've seen the spiders <laughs> everything am... in australia does want to kill you yes <laughs> So I'll go are, with, with them. Yeah, go. <laughs> we are really looking forward to that. And one of our board members, Sherry D'Souza, is our point person. In, um, she's an Australian resident. And so she's leading the charge with that. We have a lot of development there. But we have calls Central and South America, all over Europe, all in the, in the East and in the Far East, Asia, er, everywhere. We have calls and chats. We're developing a Spanish-speaking. We're trying to do a Spanish-speaking version of all of our, the blog and the podcast and the, I can the help. chat line and the agency. Like, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, so we're trying to do that. Um, we Every bit of our growth has been organically produced out of us answering the question, how can we help? How can we be light enough on our feet? You know, what, what, what does it, what is it that people need? Okay. So they need the place to call or chat in. We develop the helpline and the, and the internet chat. Well, they need the place to kind of be a little bit more intimate. Okay. We're going to do the support groups. We can do it that way. We recently, about three or four years ago, we had this brilliant germ of an idea of a, of a weekend religion recovery retreat. And that has just been awesome. This is now we're coming into next month in September. Well, September. Yes, we are having it's a weekend. It's in it's located in Tennessee this year. It's been in North Carolina in the past. It's a um, if you have any kind of a religious background and you've done those religious weekend retreats, mm -hmm. it's that only without the garbage, without all the you know, <laughs> okay. yuck, all the praying and the singing and the carrying <laughs> right. on. It's an awesome weekend. Uh, Mandisa Thomas leads us in karaoke. Daryl leads us on a little <gasps> nature hike. Oh, my um, God. Yes, we have guided meditation. We have presentations. Okay. It's a weekend. We kind of put our screens away. And so it's sort of a, it's sort of a back to nature kind of, and we feast and we That's share crazy. and we carry on. Yes. And th thank you for putting the information up about that. My pleasure. From religion, our fall excursion and our subtitle is embrace your nature because we're helping people get back in touch with what it's like to be a human being. Religion inserts itself and tries to divert us from our humanism and from our 
carnal bodies and all the things that religion does to us. Mm. And here at this yes. weekend, we're trying to get it all back. I fucking love that. That's amazing. Isn't it? Awesome? I wish I could oh. tell people I led I led people into karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I know. I know. I, I love karaoke. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you, sometime if you can continue to attend atheist conferences, you will find Mendisa leading a karaoke group somewhere. I want to go karaoke with Mendisa. Right? That'd be amazing. Yes. Oh. It's the best. It's the best. Oh my gosh. Yeah, next time uh we're going to the one in April uh, in Phoenix. In Phoenix yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, American so, Atheist. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So if there's karaoke, I will be there for sure. You'll be there. There is a – I'll put a plug in here for my friend Mandisa. There is a Women of Absolutely. Color Conference the end yes. of September in Chicago. Okay. And there's a Divas Ball there. It's not quite karaoke, but Mandisa's there. And so, mm -hmm. you know, she's always – It's always going to happen. <laughs> yes. It's always going to be awesome. Recovering from religion, we'll be tabling there. So we get to we get to participate in that. That's amazing. Oh. Let me share the screen for that one. Uh, I really like um, this event right here. So, uh -huh. Women of go. Color Beyond Belief. This um, is not. Oh, no, that's not it. No, nope, that's not it. That is not wow. us. That is not us. <laughs> You'll find it. Women of Color Beyond Belief. Wow. There we go. <laughs> that looks familiar. There we go. There you go. That's it. I saw women of color and uh, clicked I know. on it. Jump <laughs> yes. So this is. is in Chicago, uh, uh -huh. September 30th through October 2nd. Uh -huh. um, and it includes like the food and everything, which is pretty oh, cool. Oh, it's I, the best I heard. time. Yeah. And it's a yeah. beautiful hotel right in Chicago. It's very convenient to the airport. It's all the things. There's so child care. If you, have, mm -hmm. if you have little ones, if there's child mm -hmm. care, student rates. And I think they also do it online if you're not able to attend in person. I believe she uh, That's exactly oh. right. They stream it. Uh-huh. If you can't yeah. attend in person. Yep. Heck so, yeah. yeah, this is in October. Go check mm -hmm. it out. I love it. Yep. Uh, so question, Man. is there a age limit for whoever, uh, for whoever who, to, to call in in um, your organization? Yes and, yes and no. Okay. Uh, anybody of any age can reach out and chat with us okay. on the line. We have an we have an online community and that has an age restriction. Our online community, okay. I didn't even mention that when we were talking about all the things we've provided. As I said, when someone reaches out to the helpline or the chat line, our agents are trained. We don't do self-disclosure. We don't talk about ourselves, even though sometimes we want to, you know, we want to tell our story, but we, we, we don't want to do that on the helpline. We want to focus on the client. Right. Um, and so we don't do self-disclosure, but the client is left. Yes, they're provided resources and they have an awesome conversation, but they're left wanting more. They want to they mm -hmm. really do want to talk about someone who understands who's been there. They want to hear that story. So right. after a call or a chat, they're invited to join our online community. And okay. when they come in the online community, they self-select where they want to be. They can be a member of we've got 25 or more smaller communities, ex, mm. you know, ex-Muslim, ex-Mormon. LGBTQ plus, mm -hmm. ex-military, whatever your corner of the world is that you would like to be part of this subgroup, you can join mm -hmm. there. And in there, it's other clients who are on the similar journey. And, you know, every religion has its own um, language and experience and those kinds of things. So when they go in there, then they're able to talk with folks who are on a similar journey. And that's where the real work happens and where mm -hmm. the real friendships begin to develop. This is awesome. amazing. So there is a, so you asked me about the age limit. Yes, we do have yes. an age limit to enter that online community. It's a protection thing. Right, so absolutely. A, 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 a person who is younger, you know, 16, 14, as mm. young as 12, may reach yeah. out to the helpline. Joining the community just requires that they be 16 and older. Mm. Okay. All right. Good to know. Where do Looks I go? Looks like you're here? scrolling through. Uh, well, he, that the thing about the online community is there's no public access for that. Ah. You have to go through oh, a chat invite. or a call so that. Can you imagine what it would be like if a pastor worked his way into that online right. community? <laughs> yes. right. So we don't have public access. We have a we have a little gotcha. bit of a Smart. of a threshold, a barrier, right. and so they have right. to have had a call or a chat, and then our agent's discretion That's will cool. make the will decide whether or not they're given an invitation to join okay. the online community. Yeah. So, uh, so that's not available at the website. You have to chat in or call mm -hmm. in the, that mm -hmm. green chat bubble, as you can see the icon there in the bottom yes. right. That that green chat bubble. There you go. If you start having have a good conversation you can either express an interest in the online community or the agent will eventually say it sounds like you may be interested in our online community would you like to join okay so wow, um cool. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and over here it says top searches, and abortion is number one right now. Oh, how about that? That's I wonder what topic that's from. right there. So, fear of hell, uh, followed by sex and right sexuality. There, sex and sexuality. There's our top three hits. Yeah, <laughs> right there. Yes. Um, I, you know, when the uh, when Roe v. Wade, when the repeal dropped, we immediately called an emergency meeting and mm -hmm. we put together a reproductive rights task force because. We try to steer clear of politics at Recovering from Religion. We're a nonprofit and right. we're careful about steering clear of religion. But this exactly. is not about politics. This is about civil rights. And this is mm -hmm. about the harm that religious belief can do directly. Right. The idea that we have this, this restriction on, abortion, on, on reproductive rights in our country. So our task force is working on trying to ensure that we have the latest resources. Okay. We're trying to ensure that our agents are trained to be able to respond as these calls begin to come in, you know, this shit is just now hitting the fan. And these calls from pregnant people or from people who got pregnant people pregnant or from parents or loved ones, mm -hmm. those calls begin to come in. We're working. We kind of accelerated our um, our agent training to be able to respond to that. Mm -hmm. We're also looking at our legal liability. As you know, there are states that have terrible legislation, this mm -hmm. bounty legislation. You know about this. $10,000 to rat your neighbor right, out if you right. provide so yeah. wouldn't recovering from religion be a nice juicy peach for someone mm. to take down if to report us for right. providing support and resources and so we have wow. met as a board we've had long discussions about we have worked so hard to build this org we've trained hundreds of volunteers we have donors who have been with us for years would we would we put all of that at risk in in this new era of being mm -hmm. Well, the answer to that is you're goddamn right we would. Yes. We yes. are here to help. We are here <laughs> to provide yeah. hope, healing, and support. And if a pregnant person reaches out and the reason that they can't get an abortion is because of religious belief, that's the damage and trauma that religion can do, we're going to help them. And yes. if they want to take us on, fucking bring it. Boom. <laughs> yes. Fuck yes. If I could drop that mic, I'd <laughs> just, just like slam it on the ground. How do I slam it down on the desk? How do I add sunglasses to your face? <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's fucking badass. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, and I don't mean to be cavalier about it. And I will tell you, our, our agents that are based in these states, and I'm going to use Texas as an example. Mm -hmm. Let's say we have an agent a trained agent, a volunteer for recovering from religion who's based in Texas. I am not as cavalier about my agents as I am about the org. If there's an agent who's not comfortable with that, because really the way the legislation reads is if you provide help or uh, resources or mm -hmm. direct them to where there's funding or rides or get them across the state line. I hate that. If our agents are not okay with that, I get it. We've got other agents in other right. states that can handle that. So mm -hmm. we are, um, I, I, as I said, we elevate our agents at Recovering from Religion. And mm -hmm. so our volunteers mean so much to us. And and while I will take on anybody who, who wants to come at the org and I'll stand right in the front and take that, my agents are a different story. If they're not in a place where they're comfortable with that, if they feel, even though they feel passionately about helping people, they've got children and they've got you know, they don't want to put themselves at risk. That's fine. We can accommodate that. We can right. have someone else take the call or chat. So understand that I'm on both sides of that. I'm very protective of right. my agents, but right. to the rest of the world, you want to take me down for providing help to a pregnant person who needs to have totally. abortion health care, bring it. Oof. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very scared of this future for this. Right. Uh, right. And we don't even know yet how, how it's going to all shake out. I no. mean, you know, no. it's just so bizarre and and unsustainable what they are trying to do it's not yep. going to stop abortions women are going to die yep, yep. It, it, people who are pregnant are going to die it's just oh it's oh, very pro-life of them you know isn't oh, yeah. it, isn't it? yeah right. children are also at risk you know of clearly yes yep uh, it's, it's, it's a slippery slope to say the least this this overturning to say the least, to like, say the least. so that we are uh, we have um we have ramped up our training for our agents to be prepared for those kinds of phone calls because mm -hmm. we don't even know yet how that's gonna pop mm -hmm. out because this is so new but uh and you could see in the resources there's other things our resources are extensive and mm -hmm. they're public we are not we're not we're not proprietary about them we try to in fact uh anybody who's listening 
if you would like to go to our resources tab, if you are anybody or you provide any kind of uh, podcast or blog or book and oh, um, what? go to our resources, look for yourself <laughs> and find yourself in our resources. And if we don't have the right link for you, or if you would rather substitute another link, you just email us at resources at recoveringfromreligion.org and we will remedy that. So you should up in that little search bar, you should see if, if Eden burning eden is in there and Ooh. if we're not we should be so do it, yeah do it, do it. <laughs> are we on in? the spot it might be uh, <laughs> and we suck it just says <laughs> struggles it just <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate though it's accurate like, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is why i have you do that here we go yeah so there's we're the not podcast. In there either. Oh, we're gonna fix that. We are going to fix that. Oh uh, yep. yeah. Otherwise, I'm not sending you the twenty bucks after oh, no. this. You're not. No. And I don't <laughs> but this is why I want you to do that. I want you to see. You can see how extensive our our um, resources yes. are, and they're cross reference, and there's little icons on whether or not to YouTube or this or that and the other. Mm. We will have you in there. I will have you in there by nightfall tomorrow. Oh, I love oh. you. Outstanding. Yes, I'm not crying. You're you crying. Yes. <laughs> Straight white American Jesus. So, yeah, that one. Resources <laughs> at recovering from religion. Yep. Not com. It's org. I always mess it, it dot up. Org. It's dot org. Way That's to go. okay. My That's bad. Right. Oh, That's all right. Him. It's fine. We're nonprofit.org. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> there we are. There we are. And if you can't find yourself and if you have a resource that you'd like to provide, our vetting team gets right on it and we'll have you plugged right in there. Fuck awesome. yeah. Yeah. When you got to get plugged, Mel. I know. Don't tease yeah. me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Plug in. Y'all so, so dirty. <laughs> I know. You oh, have, I did it. you watch our first video episode with Dr. Daryl? Of course Darryl I did. Oh, oh, I, did. Oh, I, did. I heard him say, and he sang. I heard him sing. And did you know that before that podcast, before I watched that podcast, I did not remember or I can't remember learning that I knew that Daryl could sing. And then he launches into some <laughs> hymn or whatever it was right, he sang. Right? And I was like, damn, Daryl. <laughs> damn, Daryl. <laughs> My favorite part was the flying spaghetti monster. At the very uh, end with the oh my god. Prayer. Oh my god. Yes. It was perfect. Yes. Yeah. But that episode was so dirty. And the, like <laughs> I want to be him when I grow up. Like a lot of people say like, that about Daryl. Sometimes like, when I talk about recovering from religion, I do this little word association thing just to get the audience engaged and warmed <laughs> up. And I try to say, you know, you respond with something immediately. And I'll say, you know, religion. And people will say damage or trauma or something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Daryl Ray, sex. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. I mean, Daryl is a best selling author. He's written books. He's the president of RFR. But the thing that means the most right. is that right there, that that's what they associate with whenever we say Daryl Ray's name. That the first word that comes to mind is the word sex. Sex. All go. right. That's Daryl. Sexy Daryl. Hashtag yep. goals. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Oh who goodness. knew who knew a 72 year old boomer was going to lead the movement and say right like <laughs> right fuck yeah fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so i have a question how did you become involved with recovering from religion uh-huh um so recovering from religion was it was in Daryl's brain as an idea in about the time i needed it i was my mm. deconversion was in the 2005 to 2010 era Okay. And recovering from religion was established in 2009. So it was not around when I, when I needed it, when I deconverted, uh, I had, I, I shared my story about my children all leaving me and I'm in this little Southern town. My marriage is falling apart. I don't know anybody who's a non-believer. And I, uh, took it upon myself to go in 2011 to the American Atheist Convention in Des Moines, Iowa. I just took off. I'm going. I've wow. got to meet some people. I've got to do this. That's and amazing. I met Dr. Daryl Ray there. And he had just released, he'll kill me for not knowing which book it was. I think it might have been Sex and God. I think that uh, God Virus was before that, but I could have that switched. I met him. I was so impressed with him. I was so I was. I was a kid in a candy store as far as the secular universe. It's like all these right. people are, all, none of these people are religious. All these people. That's have, how it was in know, April. Uh, right? Yeah. You're looking Wait. around, it's like, oh my gosh, because we're <laughs> so surrounded by religion. And so I met him then. I watched as Recovering from Religion kind of was going through its initial growing pains. And when the opportunity came, the executive director position became available. I was like, yeah, 
yeah. Pick me, <laughs> pick me, me. pick me, yep, pick yep. me. I'm ready to apply for this. I, I see, I shared Daryl's vision of what was necessary, that people need a place to unpack the baggage. They need a place to ask the questions. They need a place to not be judged. They need a place to, to take a breath for a second. Even if I mentioned earlier that we don't try to deconvert people. Sometimes people come and they go and they go and we don't ever know where they are in the process. They may not deconvert. They may work through it. It may take years. They may go from a, from a controlling authoritarian religion to a hippie groovy religion. Mm. That's fine. That's fine. It's everybody's journey is their own, Mm -hmm. but I just knew I wanted to be a part of providing that kind of help and those Mm -hmm. kinds of resources. And so our mission statement, Recovering from Religion seeks to provide hope, healing, and support to folks who are struggling with issues of doubt and non-belief. Done. Period. It. That's it. And so it's just, I often say, as a lawyer, I do big, important lawyer things, you know, big judge, court, <laughs> but the work I do at Recovering from Religion is the most gratifying work I've ever done, it, uh, mm. bar none. In, any volunteer work or any professional work that I've ever done, it is so gratifying because you are giving people their lives, you are providing their liberation. They may yes. not, you may not get to see that moment, mm-hmm. but you know that you're helping them along the journey and you're not drawing them and you're not forcing them. You are providing them resources so that they can do it themselves. And right. there is nothing better. I fucking love this. It's Amazing. awesome. It's awesome. So I always do my commercial. If anybody wants to partner with us, the volunteer process, as you might expect, hmm. does take a couple of steps. There's an interview, yeah. there's an right. application, there's training, there's yeah. mentoring. We would not put anybody in a position to take a call or a chat until they feel like they're ready. Mm-hmm. We have other positions within Recovering from Religion. It's most of our people are agents or support mm-hmm. group leaders for their community or for whatever it is. But there's other places. There's lots of tech. There's social media. There's all kinds of places that you can plug in as a volunteer. So it's recoveringfromreligion.org. Click on the volunteer tab and we'll take it from there. So if you want to partner with us, we'd love to have you. It's a big, one big, large, happy family. I want to volunteer. I want you to volunteer. Do it. it. Oh, yeah. There There we go. Boom. And there's some of the uh, needs that we have listed out there. You can see the big long list. Oh my God. I know we do a lot. Holy shit. So for those listening and not watching the video, like a loser, uh, like a loser. <laughs> you should be on YouTube. God damn it. Uh, we got helpline agents. Training is provided. Support group leaders and co-leaders. Training is provided. Grant application writer, international growth positions, online community moderators. Wow. Public speaking tour coordinator. Holy shit. Video editors. And then write for us. So you can submit an essay for mm-hmm. consideration. Mm-hmm. And- we have a blog at uh, Medium. It's called X Communications because we're clever. Uh, that is so clever. <laughs> That is clever. It's hosted at Medium, that's and great. so if you want to write a, you know, if you want to write a blog for us, that's a that's a one way to do it. You can do that. Yep. Wonderful. I'd be interested yeah. in helping with uh, interpretation. Oh, I'd love Ooh. that. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm actually I'm really good, good at it. My, yeah. Spanish is my native tongue, and I also have a degree in Spanish and Portuguese. So oh my, I, 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 I think I'm pretty well for? qualified for this. Yes, um, you are. We will. <laughs> you, you you're in it now. You are <laughs> yeah. in. You have now. no choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm down. Oh, I'd love uh, for you. As far as being a uh, an agent, um, mm-hmm. th- there's a lot of emotional work um, that I personally already do. Uh, I actually am a social worker, and I deal with you know people's issues every single day. So I totally follow you on TikTok, and I always to- see you in your scrubs, <laughs> and I'm like, is he a is he a doctor? Is he a nurse? Is <laughs> I am he- a doctor. He's not smart enough to be a doctor. Shut right? the fuck <laughs> up. <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm trying to say is that it, it will be it will be difficult to do that for work and then do also the same thing, sure. or similar thing for volunteer. Understood. So I'm not I'm not going to volunteer for that. <laughs> but I definitely but would love to help with other things. For mm. with the uh, yeah with the translation, love it, Hell yeah. love it. Yep, yep, okay. you're in. Yay! No application needed. Yes, you you have a personal shepherd getting your application through. The <laughs> as long as you add the podcast to the list. 
<laughs> we have a deal, okay? I told you by sunset system. tomorrow night. Maybe by sunset tonight. We're I, I know I live on the um, on the west coast, so I might be able to get it done before. Sunset. <laughs> there you go. I fucking yeah. love it. So you mentioned that you are also an attorney, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of law do you practice? If you don't mind. I'm in a, I have an estate planning practice. Oh, okay. I help people with wills and trusts and power oh, okay. attorney and healthcare mm-hmm. directive and blah blah blah. That's so guardianship, cool. all that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, very much. I love it. it helps helps people like I my little hashtag is love beyond death because it helps people prepare for taking like care that. of your family and your the people who love you even after you're gone. And here's right. the strength of it. We secular people are more realistic about the fact that we're all going to die. And mm-hmm. so I say right. it's a loving gesture to the people who care deeply about you to have your shit together before you die. And whether you have children or siblings or parents or friends or whatever it is, mm-hmm. not just that. You, yes, even if you don't have a bunch of stuff, it's still thoughtful to have your to have your your pile of shit together before you go. But also <laughs> right. it's practical. Uh, and you yes. all probably already know this. If you are not a married person and you are over 18, who, if you were to become incapacitated, who would make your medical decisions? Wow, Gail, what a good question. What? Yes. What you a know. bummer you are. God damn. <laughs> You're stuck with this me. Is, Guess what? This is my commercial. <laughs> I think I'm a decision. Pull the plug. Except, except, except I can't help it. Hard, I can't help anybody, but, but if you, except for Californians, because I'm licensed in California. Oh, so if you're oh, not yeah. commercial, All I'm right. not trying to get your business, but you need to have got a lucky. power of attorney because mm. things happen. Yeah. And especially those of us in the secular world, especially those of us in the secular world with religious family, yes. because on paper, a judge, <sighs> if you don't have your uh, wishes, defined a judge mm-hmm. makes a decision a, a court makes a decision about what happens on paper it probably looks like your parents or your siblings would be the next in line to make decisions for you mm-hmm. what if those are your religious family that you're fractured mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the judge yeah. is not going to know that how that you didn't have anything written down you don't have right. a, a, a health care power of attorney so yeah yes. we'll let your parents make a decision about yeah. whether or not you yeah so yes so yeah. get that done totally. get that done so is, is that your one. number one tip for, for people oh, out there? I have a whole bunch of Get tips. your shit together, people. Them. Yes, like, yes, okay. yes. It's All a very right. loving gesture. It's a very loving thing you can do for your yeah. friends is to get your shit together. There you go. There you yeah. go. I like that. Yep. Um, so what's it like living my dream? <laughs> Sorry. With having goats and all the animals that I love. Okay. Tell me about so, it, please. Mel, you, I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I want you to experience it for yourself. You have an okay. open invitation to come out here. Okay. to. I live I in Oregon. You okay. come for a visit. I will let you sit among the goats. I will let you gather the eggs. I will let you feed the chickens. Oh. Anytime you want to come out and visit. It's awesome. I am uh, weird about it. It's it's uh it's a it's a nurturing thing i don't like not living with animals i don't i i I don't know what that is that Mm -hmm. kind of i like to grow i have a garden and i like Mm -hmm. to grow animals and i like to care for animals and i like to grow my food and it's a thing what's What's your favorite thing to grow oh i always grow girl i'm a southerner so it's tomatoes you're gonna find me i have over, oh uh, tomatoes overtake the garden every year and i always <laughs> think i only need about four to six tomato plants which is a lot for just two people my partner and i but still mm-hmm. i then i'll put out 15 plants and it's like why do i do it why do i do this every year and I have to freeze and give away whatever right. i just but i just love it it's a lot of fun and the Ugh. goats and the chickens they're just Oh, I know. I guess it's my hippie self. You just <laughs> whenever you sit out there and you and you commune with them and you feed them and they talk to you and the goats are silly and the chickens are funny and they oh. all have their own personality. I it's would just absolutely talk with each and every one of them. No. You have to, and you sit oh. there and you get to know them and they all have they their all own have personalities. personalities. And, oh, yes. that's so awesome. So, Mel, if you do end up feeding the chickens, I would like to see you feeding them like like a mama bear. <laughs> like, just, uh, just, oh my god! Oh my. God. Put it in your mouth and then. Just, just I don't think you have to. to. Why do that? <laughs> I but I would you pay you to welcome. watch that. 
You are welcome anytime. I'll give you 10 bucks, Mel, and Twizzlers. And, okay, see, you had me at Twizzlers. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Done. The done, done deal. Oh, All right, we got to start planning Mel's trip out west. Yes. Yeah. The farthest west I've ever been is Colorado. So oh, you have to come all the way. Yeah. I, yeah. I live in Florida. Yeah. So, so like, Oregon, oh my. Oregon is uh, beautiful. We are and the two, we are as far Literally apart as we can possibly get, opposite, except for yeah. Alaska. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. If you want to do a trip, I would just love for you to come visit. Oh, we should do it. We should do it. Ugly cry. Don't mind do it next year. We should just go visit Gail. I'm just going to sit here on your west. farm. <laughs> yes. Ugly cry. Just leave me alone. We'll I'm do an episode like, and everything. We'll... We can oh, do I'm ca we're to... getting oh the calendars God. out. It is time. Yes. Yeah, we're doing that. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love goats. Um, yeah. Oh, and you also have a blog, too, right? I have a blog. It's, it's, uh, yeah, I go in phases sometimes. I, hmm. it was really just a personal thing. I was training for a, um, I was training for an Ironman is the way the whole thing started. This was oh, wow. years and years and years ago. So I was writing my training blog and then it became my deconversion blog. And hey, then it okay. became my secular <laughs> blog. And then, it, and then I ran for office and it became my politics blog. And then now you run for office. I ran for office. I ran for state Senate in Tennessee Holy in 2016 shit. and in 2018. Yes. I have a big talk about it. Is this it? it? Is that it? No. That is no. not it. Wow. Okay. Two for two. Okay, you know great. What? Richard Dawkins. Okay, so go you to. Um... Never mind. <laughs> wait a minute. It's, wait a minute. It's I, Those are all me. Oh, not the obituary. Yeah, not the obituary. So what do I look for? Go to gailjordan.net. Just go to gailjordan.net. That's got to be it. Oh, dot .net. Yeah, you Always know, fucking up. If you're, we're definitely yeah. gonna take out that part of the that's hysterical. No, we're that not. is so funny. We're not, <laughs> we're not. Yes, no, I ran for office when I lived in Tennessee. Uh, that's it, that's it. I can already tell. Happy, I'm healthy, heathen. Oh, I, I love it. it. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I ran for state senate in Tennessee in 2016 and 2018. Oh, there we go. That's my new house. That's my house out in Oregon. That's oh, a nice yeah. house. It's oh, yeah, it's so awesome. So, anywho, uh I ran for Tennessee. I ran for office in Tennessee. I, I I lived in Tennessee for years and years. Grew my children grew up in Tennessee. That's our dog family. Isn't that fun? Oh, and uh, but I I got the same number of votes as every other Democrat in Tennessee, which is about thirty percent. <laughs> you know, we yes. just don't. We just, uh, Tennessee has a Republican supermajority. Yeah. So mm. yeah, we're in a mess in Tennessee. And I I, I uh, enjoyed the process. It was oh. gratifying. It was difficult. It was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only clicking on pictures of dogs just so you know. Okay. Okay. Well, there's plenty of them. We have dog crazy in our family. And I'm hey, listening. Oh, my God. There's look at this goat. Look at this goat. Oh, Mel, I will promise I will let my goaties have babies if we can schedule your trip and you can do, you can, yes. Oh That's God. your daughter, right? That's my daughter. Yeah, I met her. She's in as well. Uh-huh. She was at, she was in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Oh, she was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, yeah, she's very awesome. cool. She's oh. awesome. She's a volunteer for recovering from religion. So okay. she helps us tabling and she helps us in our Monday night. Uh, we have a Monday night RFR show where we have a guest, uh, you know, they talk about some topic that's relevant to recovering from religion. Anyway, she helps us with that. And she's a tabling. Um, we wow. call her, we call them ambassadors. So she's a tabling volunteer. Very nice. Yeah. I yeah. I like that. Well, Gail, what a what a freaking that, pleasure oh, having you. This yes. has been so much fun. You guys are awesome. No, you. Well, we, we know. We know. You, Shut the fuck you up. Are, <laughs> no, you. You are awesome. Oh, stop it. You are. <laughs> so when is the next? When do we get together next? Not till April. Not till uh, Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I'm a poor boy. Same. And yeah, I don't have <laughs> I'm just trying to think. There's a podcasters get together. I'm sure I won't go to that. I don't remember which one oh. that is. So kind of the podcasters hang and y'all may go to that. I don't know. I don't usually go to that one. I don't even remember the name of it or yeah. when it is. And then I go to some other ones, uh, you know, from time to time, we, Daryl and I try to make as many as we can, but I, you right. know, but, but we'll see you in April in Phoenix. Yes. In Phoenix. I, yeah. I'm, I'm planning on going to that one for sure. For sure. It's yeah. just that I don't get a lot of PTO, unfortunately at my work. So it's ah. a little difficult to bank up the hours and of know, course to do so. that travel. Yep. It yeah, kind of sucks. Challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's I a challenge. I could say you that it's for religious reasons, right? I should be I able. I mean, <laughs> religious reasons. I mean. Yes, I need some PTO for my my sabbatical, my religious. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. 
I think that counts. Why do they get to do it? Can I start a goat religion? Oh, is that Satanism? I think we already have the goat lord. Yeah, it's kind of Satanism. We already claimed the goat. <laughs> That's one of the reasons we do. We have we have goats. I fucking oh. love it. Right. So oh, we can goodness. people can find you on Twitter under. Gail M. Jordan, correct? Yes, I'm not terribly active there. I'm on Twitter a lot. I don't tweet a lot. I read, I get my, you know, I read links and things on Twitter. I'm, I have a TikTok, never used it, only to watch you, <laughs> ah! like, you know, on my following. And um, yeah, Instagram, Facebook, all the usual. Yeah, you can find me in those places. Of course. And then we have recoveringfromreligion.org. Yes, and all dot of our social org, not dot com. Not .com, .org, and, or, and RFR does have a TikTok, and it is more active than my personal one. And oh. we're on all the social medias as well. So if you'll follow us and repost us and retweet us and all that to let people know, uh, that's one of our biggest challenges is letting, getting ourselves in front of the religious community who needs right. to, you know, who, who need what we provide. Yes. And so that's always a challenge is to get ourselves out there. So we say, even if you can't partner with us as a volunteer or a donor, you can certainly help boost our social media to get, you know, you never know know when that one person whose eyes need to see that will see it and reach out to us and give us a call or a chat i'm pretty sure i follow recovering from religion on tiktok majors yeah let's see recovering users oh nope i don't know where it is oh there it is there it is yeah 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 there it is yeah okay now i'm following okay sweet (laughs) and we have the hotline one eight four. I doubt it. One eight four. I doubt it. I love. Yes. That. Isn't that fun? Very yes. clever. I doubt yes, and it. then the internet chat, and we we mentioned that earlier in the podcast, is the little green chat bubble. It's at the bottom of the every page of our website, so it's easy to find, recoveringfromreligion.org, and then you find the green chat bubble. And as we said, we would love for you to come in to be in the online community, but you have to use the chat or the call feature in order to access that. Let right. me mention one more thing. We've talked a lot about peer support. We talked about the agents at the, you know, the the support groups and the helpline and the chat line. We have professional support through our Secular Therapy Project. Yes. Um, the Secular Therapy Project was developed again by Dr. Ray for folks who, there we go, there's a map of our, of our therapists. They are professionally vetted by our team of therapists to ensure they provide only evidence-based therapy. Fuck yeah. Sometimes people ask, well, why can't you just advertise, hey, I'm a secular therapist? Well... Because if you're in a religious area and you use the word secular, you might lose your clients because these folks just don't know the meaning of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And you and and so we have the database allows clients to reach out. You tell us what your needs are. You fill out an application. You tell us how far you're willing to drive or whether you need virtual counseling, whatever it is you need. And we match you up with. Yes, there it is. The client Perfect. registration form. If you're just listening, uh, we were kind of talking through the process of filling out a form, creating mm-hmm. an account, and then you'll hear back from therapists in your area. That's and of so course, cool. that's a professional relationship with the therapist. So that mm-hmm. that one comes with its relationship with. With the therapist, everything short of the of professional therapy, it comes at no cost to the clients whatsoever. This is a professional relationship with the therapist. So yeah. maybe okay. your insurance covers it or whatever it is you work out with gotcha. your therapist. But this right. is the professional therapy side of recovering from religion. Perfect. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh my yes. God. You guys do mm-hmm. so I think we've covered much. everything. I think so. You've let, me, you've let me plug everything we do. <laughs> Blows my mind how much you guys do. This is amazing. Yes. Yeah, it's That's it's fantastic. pretty spectacular on the inside of it too. It's uh, you know Daryl is a um, is a pretty special person, and it was his vision that got all of this started. And then together, and and the 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 passion that our volunteers and our agents come in with to help people that are sort of not as far along in the journey as they are. Just uh, it is humbling to see that. And so, if you want to be a part of that, we'd love to have you join us. Fuck yeah. Oh yep. my God. Yes. I mean, oh my non God. Oh my like, non existent God. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. Well, you thank guys you are so the best. Oh, uh, we know. Oh, I mean, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I'm going to have you all check the resources by tomorrow night. And you'll be yes. <laughs> thank you. And Gail, deleted. So. <laughs> like 24 hours later. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's how it works. She that knows. That is how it works. Like, no, come on. Not at all. We're going to have it. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much, Gail. Well, we you, really, man. really you appreciate it. You are so it. welcome. Thank you for letting me pimp out my org. Uh, I will talk about it, it out. any place, anywhere. Yes. yes. Thank <laughs> you, guys. It easy, I'm telling you. Well, yeah. don't go just yet. Uh, we're okay. going to do a closing. I, we would like to remind our viewers and our listeners that we also have a merch store. So if you go to the description, you will find the link. You know why. You know, wonderful. <laughs> Please don't forget to subscribe to our channel, smash the like button, and hit the notifications bell so <laughs> you don't miss our new episodes. <laughs> oh, it gets worse and worse. Worse and worse every time. <laughs> we release episodes on Mondays, as always, and are still available as audio only if you prefer that format. Yes. Leave us a voice message, leave us a rating. Give us five stars, no less than five stars, please. Please, please. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter. Um, it's at BaffinMel666. Mine is at MeltreeFitty. And his is at uh, BaffinMetal666. I will never get that right. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> And don't forget to support us uh, if you want to. Of course, we're not gonna no, force you. you. To. We're you not gonna to. force you like <laughs> like Jesus. But oh my god, um, if you <laughs> like us or burn, or, or else, uh, if you <laughs> like what we do and you would like to give us your support, we would really appreciate it. You can support us through Patreon, and you can also support us through Anchor.fm. Uh, if you listen, you know, to without the video. What a loser. loser. Like, who does loser. that? God, like, that like great. really? Like, what the fuck? You should be on YouTube. Go <laughs> ahead now. you're in the car. Don't <laughs> you listen in the car? Oh, well, you could. But don't, don't, don't watch in the car. Don't watch and drive. We're not responsible. We're not responsible. We're not responsible. That's you. when you just listen. Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> um, thank you. We wanted to say thank you to our patrons. Uh, Ron H., Sabrina H., and... Sabrina A, my bestie, I love you for forever, and Evelyn B. We also want to thank our supporters through Anchor. Uh, big thank you to Ro uh, William N. and Robin M. Yay, thank you, you guys are you awesome. You. Thank you so much. I like it. I like it. And that is it for today. I love the puppies in the background. I know. You know? I'm sorry they've been a little bit obnoxious. No, oh, no. I love them. I love them. Oh, they're hiding now. Are there any goats there? No, not, not in the house. They're out the, yard. Uh, out the yard. Okay. All right then. <laughs> uh, all, right. <laughs> oh. all right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yes, you. We freaking love you. you. Hopefully, yes, we would love to you. take a trip over there and yes, hang I'm out. planning on yes. it. Yes, I am planning to. on it. We'll put our calendars together. Can we go like yeah. real watching? Because I will ugly cry. Yes, watching. that's we'll a, that's too. on my bucket list. Yes, orcas are my favorite. So come to the PNW. Yes, just saying. We'll get that done. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that is it for today. Thank you so much. And we love Thanks, you. And guys. that is what the Lord wants. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs>